Hey everyone, welcome to Brown Girls Read, where we read and discuss books with a lens of brown culture and experiences. We are your hosts, Taman Tiwana and Kyati Thakur, back here with season three. Now, if you have been following us, you know that we took quite a bit of a break and we have an explanation for that, yes. which is this. <laughs> Burnout. This is our book for the day and also the reason why we have been gone for so long. Yeah, the burnout has really been real, you know. Like, I think... (laughs) (laughs) And that's why I guess we had to take a break. And it's also maybe that's why we just gravitated towards this book, Burnout, because the title just resonated with us so much. yeah. Yeah, I wanted to read this book because I was like, yes, this is this is what's been happening. I have to read about it. I know. And you know, I think it's also because like for the past 2 years, 2 and a half years it's been just covid, staying at home and no vacation whatsoever, not even going out anywhere. There has been no work boundaries at all. Like it's just been so crazy. So in the end, of course, like you know, it had to happen, right? We had to just have this thing where we just we just experience like extreme emotional exhaustion I guess I know it's just like it was so tiring and like reading books was tedious yeah imagine that I know can you imagine that I was literally like why am I reading this like you know any book that I was taking up I was like why am I reading this what is it giving to me like you know all of these things that were coming in my mind also going on social media was so emotionally I think exhausting for some reason I know like just logging into Instagram account felt like work yeah exactly these these seem like trivial things but they these are like probably the big signs of you going through something yes it is and you know we usually I mean before reading this book I was literally just thinking that you know it's a phase like it'll go away or it's just you know that holiday time where everyone is just slowing things down and maybe that's why it's happening but then when I picked up the book and I started reading about you know like all of these things that I said in the book like you know the three components of burnout which are, I have actually written them here, like emotional <laughs> exhaustion, uh, depersonalization and reduced sense of accomplishment. Like I was like, wow, like all of these are ha- things are happening to me, right? And that is how I categorize, that is how I identified that, yes, this is burnout and this is not just, I guess this is not just a phase or this is just, not just tiredness uh, for a little bit of time. Yeah, I think it's tricky to identify it because words like burnout, depression, we use them incorrectly. Like if you're super sad, people say I'm depressed, but it's not the same. It's like a big difference between actually being depressed. Same way, I think if you're really tired, you can think it's burnout, but then like the book explains, right? Burnout is so much more than that. It's not just that you are tired. It's also that you start to become indifferent, sort of detached. Yeah. You don't care. You, you can't possibly care. Like you are that tired. To simply put it, right? And then you can also feel like uh, loss of purpose or meaning Mm. in life or just, you know, that feeling where it's like, why should I do this? Like, what does it matter? Right. Yeah. That kind of feeling. Yeah, this is exactly what was happening, you know, in, in during that time when we decided to take, decided to take a break. <laughs> and, 
but yes now we are back so yeah that's that's great too like you know we are slowly getting into our rhythm of reading books and you know discussing it and getting excited i mean you have gotten into more than rhythm of reading <laughs> i log into goodreads and it's like you are reading three more books every other day and like, what's happening with i don't know i think it's just been i guess what happened was you know i just t- started taking myself very like you know like i started taking my lifestyle very slowly in because of this burnout thing right like i started relaxing more i started accepting that i'm i'm a human being and you know i i need <laughs> i need breaks i i need to you know spend some days where i'm not doing anything in a week and that is totally okay so when that happened you know i started getting more into books and started reading them a lot i'm also curious if you uh followed all this advice we get uh on internet or from people where um if you're going through burnout it's like self care um you know you should color you should journal you should meditate do yoga and like that will cure your burnout yeah you know i think even in the book they say that like i'm going to answer this question by what they have said in the book <laughs> <laughs> and that was like the first thing that i read and i was like yes exactly you know so they say that wellness has become into this huge industry like it's not i'm i mean i'm not just quoting from the book it's just in my words but something like that they say that you know this wellness industry has become into a thing where uh, it has become a goal in our life you know a goal to achieve um and this is something that only rich people can do you know with oprah's phone numbers and stuff like that so i was like wow this is so true right like people think that people say okay so i'm going to on a spa day right and in la i used to do all that you know spa days and stuff it's like 150 bucks a day man like of course that's a rich people's thing you know <laughs> so and and it's just like a goal that has been uh, that has become like for us to achieve through meditation through journaling through coloring you know things like that but but really none of those things helped when i guess when i was there when i was experiencing fatigue and burnout what about you i was thinking as you were talking right like you know me i'm too much into calendars and like blocking time <laughs> for things and everything so i do that like for my personal planning as well where i'm like okay just to get an idea of how my day should look like i'll like block chunks of time um so i guess maybe some part of me was realizing that it's burnout and picking up on these messages and i had this like 30 minute uh window of with on which i wrote self care oh, wow. every day on my calendar and uh, i started dreading that because oh, really? i yeah. used to be like okay i had this i didn't do it and it used to feel like guilt because i had so much more to do in life that that would get skipped and then i would feel guilty that oh i am not prioritizing myself i'm not taking care of myself you know so it's probably like more damaging <laughs> than you know helpful that's so true yeah earlier i used to journal and all like all the advice you get i used to journal because i wanted to journal not mm-hmm. as a cure for burnout and at that point it was very reflective very insightful at times but i guess when you're going through a burnout you don't have energy to take on more what yeah. you need is for it to become less right 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people say that meditation is like one of those things where, you know, you should do it for two minutes a day or five minutes a day, just start. But when you're in that, you know, mindset where you're literally just looking to, I guess, just, just, just looking to, you know, like get out of that exhaustion. Like you don't want to do stuff. Like you, you don't want to do new stuff. Right. I didn't want to meditate because I was like, it just seemed like work. It just seemed like more work. It just seemed like... Absolutely. It's like yeah. one more thing on my plate. Yeah, exactly. When I'm already feeling crowded. Like yeah. I have so yeah. much to do. And now I have to meditate. Now I have to color. And now I have to like, you know, put on face masks and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so true. And then also like, you know... Th- like the signs of burnout, right? They have also talked about that. Like eventually you'll start getting some signs that you're like experiencing burnout. So what were those for you? I think for me, it was like what I said, like social media felt like work. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, yes. Reading books felt tedious. Mm. Like that had never happened to me before. And I was like, who am I? Like, like I started to have that um, sort of identity crisis. Like, if I cannot read, like, who am I? Then what can I do? (laughs) (laughs) What am I good for? (laughs) I know, right? That's That's my whole thing. Like, I read. That's my whole thing. I have nothing else if not reading. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? Seriously, like, we used to love reading books and discussing endlessly, right? And we start, both of us, like, around the same time started feeling like, oh, my God. Uh, Like, reading this book is like homework. That's right. not how it should feel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's so true. I felt, yeah, like, you know, I remember we had that meeting in October sometime and we were just, both of us just, just so tired. <laughs> we're like, let's just take a break. We don't care. <laughs> let's just <laughs> say no to everything else that we have, you know, planned and whatever. Yeah. And I think it also probably comes from us being the kind of people who put too much pressure on ourselves. I don't yeah. know if that's yeah. just it, but it's definitely one of the things where, we want to do things perfectly and we also I think that's more me but like we also want to do more and more which is probably you so like you know that becomes like a at one point like you know you stretch yourself too thin yes and and then you have to acknowledge it right like you have to just sit back and acknowledge what you're getting yourself into and maybe you should just take a step back because you know what like this I'm just so sad about this. It's just literally a, this this sign of burnout, you know, that I have got like on my face forever. <laughs> well, that can be a good reminder for you, right? Going forward. Whenever yeah. you feel like tired, you should be like, okay, I need to chill out because see what happened last time. <laughs> yeah, last time I was there, I got this. This time I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I was literally like, you know, it was like really bad. Uh, I got this huge case of spondylitis and everyone kept telling me, you know, this is only, this is stress. This is stress. Like you're really stressed. But I was like, no, like, what are you saying? I mean, I literally just sit and work all day and that's it. Like, how can it be stressful? (laughs) Can you see the irony? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we also don't want to admit that we are stressed right because um, maybe it's like a sign of defeat or something in our minds I don't know like we we want to be this like warrior who can do everything all like I still feel it's a personal failure that I cannot pull all-nighters anymore because I used to be able to do that 
uh, in my early 20s right now maybe i can push myself till like 4 am 5 am but after that i cannot and my day is just gone but i look back and i am just not able to detach myself from that because i feel like man this this is a decline i'm aging <laughs> i know you know for me i can see that like eventually i've just not given up completely like i'm sure i'm going to get back on with that but you know like now i just like jogging i used to love jogging right like now it has become so difficult for me in a way not because like i've gained weight or i have become unhealthy i think it's just like too much mental stress on me when i think about jogging instead i love walking now and that is like i feel like that's like a personal failure for me because i used to love like you know working out and going to the gym and now i just don't like it like and for some reason i'm also not pushing myself to do it now because of course like at some point you have to accept defeat you have to say okay like i i could <laughs> i guess it's not even like defeat i guess we are not embracing change that yeah maybe we were different at some point of our life and uh we might like different things now but we just want to stick to that person we were the mad woman in the attic like they said <laughs> in the burnout <laughs> i know i know yeah yeah so like let's talk tell our viewers what mad woman in the attic is the concept that they talk about in the book burnout uh so what okay so 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 i mean i guess correct me if i just get this wrong but i guess it's like the version of yourself that you want to become right like the the all the dreams that you have about yourself or where you see yourself and mad the the mad woman in the attic is someone you just really just want to become one day so and that person is just living inside you right like forcing you to do stuff that you don't enjoy or that you know you feel stressed about just because just to get something out of it right some fame or whatever who, who is your mad woman kyati tell tell all of us i'm so embarrassed you know it just feels like <laughs> such a <laughs> such, such an immature person you know that mad woman in the attic like <laughs> running behind like success and fame and <laughs> not not embracing who she is but i guess my my mad woman in the attic is you know i always compare and it's so irrational like i compare myself to all of these successful silicon valley entrepreneurs like you know and i'm like i want to be like them like a hugely successful businesswoman and where i'm get earning a lot of money and you know setting up million dollar empires and stuff like that and i'm like perfect like my body's perfect um, you know i can wear whatever i want i'm taking the, all of these expensive vacation with my husband like you know like that is my mad woman in the attic and we keep thinking that you know this is just like goals to aspire to but no like i feel like i mean in the book also they say that they put such a huge stress on you um to do things that are you know that you shouldn't be doing right they these things get you into the state of emotional exhaustion at some point yeah and it also sounds like a instagram version of some successful person's oh, life definitely. because we don't know the back story we also don't know the unfair advantages that person had right like yes. some of these people come from already rich families yeah so yeah. you know you you compare yourself to people who have had advantages of millions over you and then you yeah. feel bad about yourself right exactly i mean you don't know the circumstances that other people have been through first of all secondly i feel like especially in silicon valley right there's like this huge culture of white uh, men like 
who are really successful and you look at and they're not they're not even they're not they don't shy away from you know portraying that they're really successful or portraying their wealth and then you look at them and then you want to be them uh, but what you forget in this is that their background and where they're coming from and where we are coming from has been so different right um so yeah like i think now i have started thinking more about that when i compare myself to something else or somebody else but uh, it's been a huge i think learning for me but who is your mad woman in that thing <laughs> <laughs> um i guess if i were to articulate it it would be someone who's um, really put together has her shit together uh she gets up in early in the morning oh. uh, and then she like she's productive all day super productive like all the books i've read about productivity like she she embodies all of it <laughs> and um yeah i guess like that's where i struggle the most like i am not a morning person so i set myself up for failure because my mad woman is a morning person she gets up oh, early yes. and like you know she does everything that we are supposed to do like work out eat healthy be successful at work make money be really social with friends and also um you know for an introvert being social is another thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah your mad woman is like you know they're like an extra opposite of me basically yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the problem right like i i yeah i somehow i don't know how it became like that but who we want to be is like completely opposite of you know what we are right now or who we are as a person like i think that is so weird maybe it's because the mad woman is made from the shoulds in a life where we like yeah. you know this is what i should be whether you came up with it whether your parents or society came up with and then as humans we tend to rebel right like if someone is telling me to do something i might want to do the opposite so our personalities became <laughs> the exact yeah. opposite of that mad woman because i feel like uh, all this social aspect right like i don't really uh starve for that so much because mm-hmm. being an introvert i think i'm very okay with my books and like, just myself not doing anything but i think it comes from like societal pressure especially our culture right where um yeah. it's one of the traits of a good girl that mm. she is social she can talk with people nicely and like what not and i'm super awkward like i don't know what to say to people when i meet them the first time <laughs> i basically need an extrovert around so i can latch on to them and be like okay i'm safe like this person can carry on the conversation um so yeah i think it probably stems from there like that constant comparison yeah. to other girls around me growing up where it's like oh look at her she's so like nice and mingles with everyone like why are you the weird one sitting in corner that is i mean you know i totally agree with it i feel like and this is exact this is the next thing that they talk about in the book also right human giver syndrome like that we are just like you know uh trying to give to people like i mean i guess wait can do you want to say the definition i i forgot what it is <laughs> <laughs> so i don't remember the exact definition but uh they i think they have coined this term um mm-hmm. and they say that most of the women fall into it because we live in a patriarchal setup where um we are conditioned to 
grow as if we exist to serve others to give right. to others uh so even in context of like being social right we are making everyone else feel comfortable and nice and welcome it's not so much about me and then right. if you take it into context of your roles in life like whether you are a wife or a mother uh you exist to make your husband's life easier you exist to support his dreams and ambitions you exist to raise his children you exist to like you know keep the home as a home and like so right. many things right. but yeah. basically you're giving and the, you're not getting as much in return and it's not about like give and take so much but like uh thinking of you as a person also who has their own wishes and goals and dreams right. um so i guess that's what the human giver syndrome is where we are also conditioned into it that we don't realize that we keep doing this stuff and right that creates a lot of stress for us yeah yeah uh, yeah that's what right like i mean you i guess for me like one of the human giver syndromes was cooking i hate to cook but you know like uh, but of course like if i'm living with my husband or you know with a family like i am supposed to cook like i i guess like it wasn't even like you know they were putting some pressure on me or he was putting pressure on me but it was just like i was yeah, putting that stress on that. myself we just yeah. learned that growing up right nobody yeah. needs to outright come and say to us like uh if i am recording the podcast now i'm not doing anything else like i didn't make lunch today i just right. got chipotle um but like i'm very comfortable with it now mm-hmm. um but over the years like i've trained myself to uh, do this but even then there's like this tiny voice which is which will come once in a while to guilt me where it's like oh you are you are not doing what you're supposed to be doing yeah, yeah. and uh, you are selfish for like you know putting your dreams are fun even fun right it should yeah. be okay to put my fun first but yeah. yeah that that guilt thing always creeps up and that's like a lifelong thing where you have to be like okay tiny voice shut up yeah. <laughs> and you have this like internal battle of sorts like so much extra like cognitive load i know and you know what like even so i guess like even i mean especially indian people or maybe not even just indian people i think like people in general right all over the world if if girls or women are doing a lot of things like if they're like you know overperforming in the sense that you know they're they're taking care of the family they're taking care of the children that they're, they're cooking everything they're taking care of their in-laws their parents plus they're going out to work plus they're doing their side businesses you know those are the women that are put on the pedestal for some reason like you know like see like this is like a multifaceted version of a modern woman uh, that everyone should aspire to be right and that is exact to me like after reading the book after knowing about human giver syndrome to me like that's that's a major case of human giver syndrome you know that you're doing everything just to like you said just to become like a good girl in the books of others uh, now so like it's it's going back to what they say in the book right we put we keep putting the blame on individuals but mm-hmm. it's the society it's the patriarchal setup that right you to get respect if you're a man you just have to be a man Right. to get respect if you're a woman you have to be a overperforming woman yeah today it's not enough for you to be just someone's wife and mother that like that housewife role is looked down upon 
Right. And then if you are working and not, uh, you know, you don't want kids or you are like, you know, kind of like us, doesn't want to cook and whatnot, <laughs> that also does not earn you respect. So you exactly. have to be like, you know, doing two person job to get yeah. the same respect as a man. Yeah, yeah. It's not just enough to, you know, keep getting promotions at work. You have to also take care of your children. Oh, nobody you cares about your promotions, to be honest. Like, exactly. Like, yeah, if you don't get promotions at work, it's probably just fine, you know, as long as you're just yeah. like, taking care of children. Where's the dinner? Family. Where's the dinner? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just so annoying because I feel like this has been like a constant because now that I'm moving to India, I've and I'm having these conversations with my parents and my, you know, like it's been a constant like um, battle on my side to keep my, you know, like my career first uh, and, you know, to, to keep my intentions of what I'm doing first because now everyone is like, oh, now it's time for you to have kids. And I'm like, I'm not ready, right? I mean, I have to do Good this. luck. Good luck with the move, Kelly. <laughs> It's going to be very, very interesting. But oh, definitely! I can't yeah. wait to hear the stories. <laughs> this podcast will hear a lot of stories in the coming months. <laughs> well, then it's good, right? We started with this book because if they kind of stress you out too much, you can identify it now. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm going to be like you're just burning me out. I'm just going to take a vacation <laughs> in Goa and and be there for some time. Um, but yeah, I guess another thing also for my, for that that has manifested itself in human giver syndrome is you know the desire to be uh, perfectly healthy. You know, in the sense that like slim and I guess I know, the that's perfect. the definition of healthy now. Right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's not it's not like healthy is healthy is just looks now, right? Like how do you look? And it was mind blowing. Like they have all this research in the book, right? Where um, so we all, uh, when we start on this journey of fitness, fitness, like I'm doing yeah. air quotes, but <laughs> basically dieting, we come across this term BMI, which is oh, just yes. like, you know, a formula for calculating a number, which tells you whether you are overweight, you're obese, you're normal or underweight or something. And, uh, they mention uh, at one point, and I knew about this part that at one point the normal BMI used to be much higher than it is today. So let's say oh. your BMI was thirty, you mm-hmm. were normal, but today if your BMI is thirty, I think you are overweight. Yes, and that is because um, at one point a bunch of people who are in position of power decided this. They just made the decision overnight, and overnight so many people got categorized as overweight and obese compared wow. to before and of I think of the nine people on that committee or board seven were uh, like you know founders or they had some stake in these uh, wellness fitness industry mm. so you can see the motive there yeah yeah of course I mean wellness like I mean wellness is presented to us in a way that you know we start questioning ourselves right like I mean Am I eating healthy? Am I, do I need to change some things? Am I, you know, working out properly? Am I working out enough? You know, things like that. But, and, and then, you know, that puts another sort of stress, you know, that adds to this, this whole stress cycle that's already been going on um, for us, right? And I know. Yeah, and I feel like this, this idea of being an ideal weight and being an ideal body type has never left me. It, it has been there since I, I don't know, since I turned 10 years old, I think. 
and since then I it's mean, just been there forever there's no way it will go ever like completely you can yeah. start accepting yourself you can like you know with with time you accept more and you understand more that's part of it but i don't think it completely goes away because you there's so much messaging that comes at us right like now um so i told you right there's some wedding coming up and my mom was asking me uh if i wanted some dresses for the mm. wedding and then i started looking at instagram pictures for ideas and then again like you know there's only a certain body type you see and oh then you God, start yes. feeling bad about yourself and then yeah. you go into that whole cycle and then uh you have to bring yourself out and be like hey i thought i was okay with myself <laughs> <laughs> i did yeah. not know this existed <laughs> so that's so true you know like for me i've i've gained a bunch of weight since covid and i'm still trying to like you know get into the mindset of like whole, this whole body positivity thing because now i'm like i can't go for running for an hour and a half like that's just too much so let's just embrace body positivity but it's like a it's like a daily mental struggle you know because you're like you wake up in the morning and you're like oh yeah okay i'm fine with how i look you know i don't look so bad and then you go to instagram and they're like all of these model type people who are just like you know wearing beautiful clothes and stuff and you're like damn like you know i should start working out that's um, the thing though right like we constantly see unrealistic images and like that becomes yeah to go back to our mad woman example right that's another like version of mad woman i think we all women have where yeah. we are constantly wanting to be a different body type yeah because nobody is that body type because it's photoshopped and cgi yes. and what not nobody has that body like even the person you think has the body does not have that body yeah <laughs> like and it's not even just like if you're overweight i i know someone who was underweight like that was her body type that she looked mm-hmm. underweight um and she would go see a doctor to be like hey why am i not putting on weight because you know she didn't have the curves Mm-hmm. which is like a beauty standard right because if you're thin you would not have that right only like you know photoshop touch-ups can give you that right yeah yeah that's true and i think i mean honestly like i was this whole talk of like body positivity and that reminds me i was watching this documentary on netflix called fire uh this scam this uh yeah like the what what was it like yeah, the, that festival right festival fire, fire festival, festival yeah. scam that happened and in that like there were like amazing models you know uh, on yachts and stuff and i was telling my husband i was like oh my god if reincarnation is real in my next life i want to come back as a model you know as a white as a white tall <laughs> pretty model and i was literally like you know like literally like praying like god can you please make that happen can you <laughs> my husband is like wow you are so immature like this is <laughs> this is next level <laughs> i know so, i can so, yeah. i can see his point <laughs> <laughs> you know and yeah all this talk of body positivity and then that is the next that is the next thing that you're doing but like, you know it's very hard to get out of it like to completely yeah. get out of it like i totally yeah. understand uh, i feel like it's one of those things where even if you i don't know like uh, who can speak for tomorrow but i feel like even if you are like very body positive and you accept yourself and love yourself this thing can still remain like a regret of sorts where you feel yeah. like um, man that did not happen for me like i wish once that happened or like something like that i know right like this it is just how the world works right like pretty people they just 
normally just get everything that they want it feels I know, like unfair advantage <laughs> it is an unfair advantage you know it they is. don't have to yeah they don't have to like prove themselves or anything they just like you know they're just there and everyone just gravitates to to they have like this extra gravitational pull I know right at least like the first step you get like a- attention from people and then yeah. you can pitch your idea or whatever Exactly. I just keep comparing like you know this to like my cat because my cat is an asshole but like there he's pretty and that's why I'm like if he wasn't pretty you know like I keep telling him you know if you weren't pretty and no one would you know take a second second look at you <laughs> because you're an asshole. <laughs> but yeah. but yeah, he's, he's just here that's why I remembered. <laughs> but but yeah like you know i think that's one of the uh, that's one of the things that we are definitely never getting out of that mindset well i totally agree with their research then right like as we are talking i'm realizing like all women have this stress yeah of not yes. looking like like forget everything yeah, everyone like, has everyone like has. you know all women have this mm. at least one extra stress than men have like i think men now also have it a little bit but it's not the same Like I know, yeah, like it's... in Bollywood, you see actors with fake abs drawn up on on them now. So I guess people who work out might be going towards unrealistic standard in that way. Yeah. But it's like you know, women have been getting these messages for decades, right? So yeah, it's ingrained you, in us. Yeah, it's so deeply ingrained in our brains that we are just not good enough. Like when it comes to looks, definitely. Yeah, and I guess um. another thing is you know when they talk about this like all of these things in a way like they add to like you know like the mad woman in the attic or the body positivity or human giver syndrome like all of these add to the stress cycle that's already been going on for such a long time and that's like just been unacknowledged by us right that's what they say and that's like that's why i think i like this book you know because they're like they help us to identify some of these things uh like the mad woman in the attic thing i don't know if i would have ever acknowledged that Um, yeah definitely yeah. unless somebody coins a term for you or just like tells you like hey this yeah. exists and you yeah. relate sometimes you can't articulate what you're going through right right yeah that's true. um speaking of the stress cycle though um so they tell us like how i really like the example of how in the early man age let's say right um how if a tiger is after you you will go through this whole cycle of whether uh you will either like you know fight or flight or you can also freeze but you'll do something and the cycle will complete at one point either you will die cycle completes or you run away and uh you flee the tiger and then again it will complete itself um and they say that in modern day our brains work like that they there is that cycle but we are not able to complete the cycles because every day something happens stress remains we keep going right. on next day something else happens and and so they gave like a few tips um i, I don't remember all of them do you like uh, oh, yes. to how to how to complete the cycle yeah yeah i made a note of all of this you know how to complete the cycle like those tips because i mean they're not new tips but you know like they're like tips that we can use so one is like they said that breathing you know like breathing 10 times a day like inhaling uh, 10 times and then exhaling 10 times like that so that helps to reduce cycle and i think that is very like i have been trying that because of you know like also the apple watch it keeps reminding you like to breathe every <laughs> i guess every half an hour or something take eight breaths or whatever so that actually helps like i have been doing that that's been 
that's been helpful and i another one they say and which i really like is the positive social interaction right like i mean talking to the people that you like uh, that usually gets you out of that you know that mindset of stress cycle that's been going on it it i don't think it'll completely it will completely remove it but you know for a little while you just get out of that I mean, mindset if your job is really stressful it's not going to yeah. change it but like yeah. maybe it will give you a break yeah it'll give you a break of course and you know like when you talk to people that you like that who are on the same wavelength as you you know there are different interactions something might come out of it or etc then there is laughter and when i read this i was like you know remember all of all those like uh, old people like laughing <laughs> in like madly yeah, in <laughs> india <laughs> i guess that really helps and I, i don't know i haven't tried it i have actually read somewhere else too like you know sometimes brain cannot tell if it's real laughter or fake and that's why it works okay. uh, but it just looks ridiculous it does yeah <laughs> and also like what what do i laugh about i mean i guess it's just fake laughter right you're just sitting yeah, and yeah yeah you just have to do ha 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 ha, ha like <laughs> <laughs> oh see it helped <laughs> so i mean we don't need it we we have been laughing throughout even yeah. while talking about stress so. yeah <laughs> <laughs> another one that i really liked was affection you know like kissing kissing they said kissing for 6 seconds that helps but 6 seconds ke liye kaun kiss kar sakta hai yaar matlab i know right like it's been a long like, time short attention span world like 6 seconds you're uh, like oh my god 6 seconds is too much and <laughs> <laughs> husband suddenly listening to this and he was like what the fuck <laughs> But yeah, kissing for six seconds—six seconds is a long time if you think about it. It is, it is. Yeah. Um, but I've read about this one somewhere else too, probably mm-hmm. on some Instagram post, I think. Oh really? That's okay. where I get a lot of my education. <laughs> Instagram is the source of news, and you know, it's a new university. <laughs> I know. And then they say being creative. So being creative, like you know, uh, I guess. Yeah, like painting, music, dancing, art. That one works. I can tell you that because yeah. I think one day I had a really bad migraine, mm-hmm. and um, I had thought of painting something for my friend's birthday. So because I made a commitment, so एक बार commitment करती तो फिर मैं किसी के लिए सो it's like no matter what I'm gonna make it. Um, so for that one hour that it took me. the headache just went away man like oh, really? that's how I, i was engrossed in it right like uh, so i was away from whatever stress or pain i was feeling and it came back later but like for that one hour i felt nothing oh that's amazing yeah i i have been do i have been like doing dancing and stuff like 15 minutes a day i mean i do it like on oculus like because it's a, it's you know it's fun like oh i saw I your video yeah oh yes <laughs> <laughs> that really helps though you know that that's really helpful like that's that I, i guess i started with once a day but now i do it like thrice a day because it's just so much fun um so yeah so that that helps and then of course the last one they say is workout which which you know just moving your body like physically in some way going for a walk or a jog or something like that but i think like the just the thought of working out at this point like the thought of working out like i used to work out in gyms and stuff is just exhausting me now like i don't know if i can do it i actually started working out like that after maybe oh, really? almost 2 years 
Just for two years, I've been just walking. So maybe yeah. that can be your frame of reference that it can take a while for you to feel like, okay, I don't want to do anything else. I just want to walk. Right. But now I find found some like YouTube videos, and that person has like a ten week program. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I I just like finished. I think I'm at week two, but first week I, everything hurt. Every single part of my body hurt. Oh really? <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah, these I think these are all the tips, right? Um, yeah. I guess like I was kind of disappointed if I'm being honest when I read these because you know if you read the uh, where is this cover it says mm-hmm. the secret to unlocking the stress cycle <laughs> and I'm like these are no secrets man like I knew all of it <laughs> nothing is new like it's such a clickbait kind of thing like just yeah. name the book for what it is just tell me you're gonna talk about research on burnout I'll still read it right. I don't mind that but. what is this like secret to unlocking like there's no no secret and on top of it i think when i read this i wasn't feeling like working out at that point um and i was like man why is everyone telling me to work out <laughs> that's how i feel right now <laughs> <laughs> i was like give me something else which is non workout <laughs> that can complete the stress cycle i was like i actually you know you see all these notes i make right yeah so i think there's actually a note in here Where I'm like I'm so disappointed with this book. <laughs> <laughs> I can't find it now, but I saw that today, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> oh, I was too mad. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> but yeah, uh, jokes apart, like, and just this one gripe I have. Uh, otherwise, I I think I really like the book. Uh, yeah. I think this research is something that people should know about, and they should know about all these like. stressors which you don't realize are stressors right like whether it's coming from your human given uh, giver syndrome or whether it's just coming from like some disadvantages you have in life right yeah i guess like just the you know yeah just to talk like just to give us even the nomenclature of you know human giver syndrome or the mad woman in the attic like that was also yeah. important because now we know that you know these are the things that that are in us you know that we have never acknowledged because we didn't know about it yeah definitely i think the more i grow i feel like language is so important like yeah. growing up we did not have language for so many things right yeah. uh, whether to talk about your feelings whether to talk about what is stressing you out um and just having that is powerful mm-hmm. right yeah definitely so i guess these were all this was our entire discussion on burnout but we should move on to brownie points now. oh yeah yes so i think the biggest brownie point for me is uh because it's a very research based book right um mm-hmm. uh, what i really like is that they have talked about how people can have unfair advantage and disadvantage and how that can affect you like it's not an individual's problem it's systemic barriers that can exist so we can't just be like hey uh you are burnt out go go put on a face mask that doesn't work right. and we need to stop doing that right yeah yeah definitely like all of this these things that happen in the name of self care like you know putting on a face mask going to a beauty parlor spending like 3 <laughs> hours there going to a spa like you know all of these help add, add in more burden though right like to a yeah, person exactly. who's already like, stressed <laughs> they help if you're just tired right yes. but if you're like yes. actually exhausted or like you know if you're 
having any of these symptoms like depersonalization and stuff like that then it doesn't help then it's just like more work that you're more pressure yeah, you're putting absolutely. on yourself yeah i think one of the things that i liked about the book also was like you know their references of like uh hunger games to explain something like like they were saying one thing like everything is rigged right um so just their yeah there are a lot of pop culture references in there yeah yeah which makes it like light because research books can be heavy and we have read other right. books right like invisible women was one right like yeah as amazing as it was it was heavy it so was guess, really yeah, yeah this was a good good way of writing right yeah i liked it too they made it interesting okay so before we end our discussion today daman what are you uh, reading right now um so i'm reading two books right now uh, both by brown authors first one is called brown girl like me by jaspreet kaur mm-hmm. it's a narrative non fiction i just picked it up so i can't say much yet but uh i i'm sure you must have seen the cover i posted oh i love the Instagram, cover right? yeah. like, it's awesome yeah i'm going to read yeah. it i'm going to pick it up i think we should uh, maybe discuss it also on the podcast at some point if i can add more things to your list you're talking no, about burnout right now <laughs> see this is like you know <laughs> Yeah that's so true. <laughs> we'll see we'll see as it comes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh second one I'm reading is by Neil Patel. Uh it's called Tell Me How to Be. Oh, I yeah. also just started that one. So like but we decided to discuss that on our podcast. So Oh yeah, that's a good book. You know, look forward to that. Yeah. Yeah, I already read that one. That's a really good book. That's very uh, you know like that, that's interesting that's an interesting read you are speed reading this year <laughs> i'm just like amazed <laughs> no i think that's because i'm going on walks now right so on, like i go on a 90 minute walk and that is when i'm listening to audiobooks so like you know i'm just going through books like one after the other i think order. we have reversed positions last year yeah. that was me <laughs> yeah <laughs> But I love it. I think one of the reasons why I love going on walks now is because so oh, I yeah, can definitely. listen to books. Yeah, it's it's such a incentive to get yeah. out. Like right. you know, I think it's like uh, how we discuss habits tracking with Atomic Habits. Right. Like you put two things together and you end up doing it in a better way. In a better way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. And but I'm reading so many so many books right now. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm reading. I actually I'm reading. two no three three books but one i haven't started yet it's an audio book that i have to start today because i'll be going on a walk right after this but the two books that i'm reading is uh, one is my life in full by indra nui um that's a fun no oh, i have like, i'm going to start that one uh, after yeah. i finish these yeah it's a very sweetly written you know memoir like like a very no, not like too many she hasn't gone into too many complexities or too many you know things about her uh, career or whatever but she has like written it in a very nice way i really like it we'll discuss that but but yeah that's a really nice book um and the other one that i'm reading is uh, it's called the city of brass it's a it's it's by an indian author and it's a fantasy book like you know sci-fi fantasy book which i could never pick up from my own volition but i have yeah i'm surprised yeah <laughs> who forced you kathy <laughs> i don't know i just looked at you know i was just scrolling through goodreads and i saw that book and i was like wow this looks very interesting and before even i knew that it was like it was a sci- like because i don't read summaries and all before i pick up books you know like i just like pick up pick it up for some reason So I just yeah. Now I just yeah. like look at it and pick it up. Earlier yeah. I used to read a, a, like a lot about summaries. Yeah. Now I feel like 
who'll do that extra work let's just read the book let's just read it yeah <laughs> Also, I was looking for you know a fic- like some sort of fiction to read, and this is a trilogy, so it's good because I can just you know keep reading the same story. Like I don't have to think about picking up another book, fic- fiction book again. Picking up fiction books is a really big task for me. I don't know for some reason. Like nonfiction, I'll keep reading and reading like all these books, <laughs> <laughs> but fiction is such a huge task. But yeah, let me know how that one is. Yeah, yeah, I will. So far, it's really good. I have finished half of it. Uh, it's really like I just can't keep it down. Like I keep reading it till three, four a.m. Uh, it's a really fun book. But I guess that's it for our discussion today. Uh, yeah, and we definitely recommend the book. Um, you should read it. If anything, there's a lot to learn in there. Yes, yes, there's a lot to learn about yourself as well. You will get to learn things that you don't know you had in you. But like the mad woman, <laughs> like the mad woman. <laughs> okay, uh, so yeah, so if you enjoy our conversation, follow us on Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel because we'll be bringing up a lot of other book discussions going forward as well. Thank you, everyone. Thank bye. you. Bye.